Welcome to the Soul Football Show, the home of personal opinions and reactions to all kinds of soccer events happening all around the world. Yo, Wally, how are you doing today? Hey, hi, Stephen. Uh, I'm fine, thank you, man. It's been... Yeah, good to have you back on the show. It's been a while. I'm pretty glad to be back by myself. It's really been a while. I mean, it's been accelerating the last couple of months or weeks, rather. Oh, that's 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 that's. I don't even know how to describe it. Anyway, that's life. That's life. <laughs> but our, our our soft football audience must have missed you a lot. Personally, I've missed you being on the show. Mm. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm just glad to be here. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, Charlotte, uh, Wally, um, it's an action-packed show today because um, well, we need to discuss about the World Cup that has just concluded. A lot of things have um, surged out and there's so many things people are talking about concerning the World Cup. Basically, we just want to finalise and do a wrap on the World Cup, um, especially with the final and then the third place match and, mm. and we'll talk about some of few um, key points or um, key um, agenda raised after the World Cup that just mm. need some um, highlighting and that's it. Great. So um, uh, to, to start with, um, Morocco played um, Croatia in the third place of the World Cup. And um, of course, many people already thought that the Moroccans already overachieved by being in the semi-finals in the first place. And I think that's the first African nation to ever get to the semi-final. And no other African team has ever gotten that far. And they played the Croatians um, People thought that the Moroccans may likely sh- or should have beaten the Croatians, and maybe it's a disappointing result that it could not be the Croatians. And on the other hand, Croatia have not really been a free-flowing or goal-scoring team. They've always ended up in penalties and things like that, and their way to the semi-final. So. What do you make of the third place match? Because eventually Morocco lost to Croatia in that match. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts that game? Um, do you think the Moroccans um, did they have they overachieved, or should they have soundly beaten the Croatians? Right. Um, to be honest, right uh, for Morocco. It was just a fairy tale run. Um, I mean, they, they were very cohesive. I mean, kudos to their coach. It was quite um, good, tactically sound and, and the likes. So uh, they, they literally punched above the weight by defeating the, the Spaniards, starting from the Belgians, right? Uh, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, being able to go through that group without having any any loss and then beat, defeating the, the Spaniards and then went on to beat the Portuguese, you know, um, that they got to the semi-finals wasn't even by the, by the fact that they actually played any had, had easy had an easy way. It was just that they were just you know well prepared and of course a bit of luck. Uh, but 
to be honest with you, on 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 a normal day, if you had a Croatia and and, and a Morocco on the field together, you would almost always pick or often pick Croatia to win the match. I mean, Croatia is a much more technically sound team. Um, yes, Morocco has that you know bit of a um, you know uh, a, a technical Europeanness to them. However, mm. you, you can add European or add Europe Europeans. If you, if you, I mean, eventually to get to you, right? So, I didn't see it as Morocco being able to beat Croatia. I, I, I saw it more like, okay, maybe, maybe they might, maybe not. So I wasn't surprised by the uh, by the final score. Uh, by the end of the day, uh, you know, I mean, if you have a, have a Modric in in the middle of the park for you, a team, you already have someone that, that can, you know, pull the strings of of, of, a, of a match. Uh, people like guys like Kovacic and the likes as well. So um, Croatia uh-huh. had all the tools needed to possibly defeat uh, Morocco, which they eventually did. Um, but it's just a fairy tale. Uh, it's, it's, it's been wonderful. It, 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 listen, I mean, Morocco's run in the World Cup just sort of like um, depicts what the World Cup was all about. I mean, there was so much excitement, so much uh, surprise, so much unbelievable moments. And Morocco's, Morocco literally depicts all of that in their journey throughout the World Cup, basically. Mm. I share your sentiment, bro. And um, but for me, I personally feel the Moroccans should have should have beaten the Croatians or somehow. I think so. And uh, one reason why I think the Moroccans did not defeat the um, the Croatians was because it's a third place match. You know, they've lost the semi final. They know that they're not going to lay their hands on the trophy. Um, they took the foot off the gas to an extent. Yes, I believe uh, because watching the match, I strongly believe they could offer much more. There are many of the matches, like the ones they played against Belgium, the ones they played against Spain, they knew something was at stake. But at that point, facing the Croatians, nothing much was really at stake. They've already overachieved, you know, they point above their weights, like you said. And they are the first African team to be, and they are not going to win the World Cup. So they took the foot off the gas to an extent. I think that's why they didn't beat the, the Croatians. Of course, it doesn't take the quality out of the Croatians, but I still think the Americans could or should have beaten the Americans. Either way, it's a victory for both, both teams, if you ask me. The Americans and the first African team to get to the semi-finals in the history of the World Cup and the Croatians have their medal, top place medal, which is fantastic for them, a fantastic run for both teams. Um, moving away from that, Ole, the big match, the big, big match, oh, let me say the biggest match in football history, not even as a World Cup match, as in a match on its own individually, France versus Argentina, what a match yeah. Holy, um in the normal time of the of, of in the regulation time of that match or let me ask you what, what was your prediction remind me your prediction before we get into the details remind me your prediction of that match um so i didn't i, I didn't have a specific prediction i, I find like, I, I wanted you know because of messi being the Goat and being my best ever footballer. Anyway, I I wanted him to complete that uh, you know, ascension by winning the, the, the title, World Cup title, right? But I also liked the French team. So being practical, I couldn't say, oh, it was going to go this way or that way. But I knew it was going to be a very very tight game. 
but I didn't expect what I saw. <laughs> I, I expected oh, to see maybe like a one you know, two zero uh match where everybody's just trying to be careful, or maybe zero zero and then there's been a penalty shot. something just very tight and very tactical. But what we saw, no one was prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What was prepared for it, I get you right, Paul. But uh, it, in the end, it was a very, very entertaining match. A very entertaining match. So, um, in the regulation time, what do you think happened to the French team in the first half? Well, so, um, you, you, I'm sure you must have also heard about the fact that, you know, allegedly, um, some of the players were, the French players, that is, some of them were battling some flu or some food poisoning or something of that nature. Uh, part of why mm-hmm. I believe uh, Olivier Giroud and Dembele uh, were taking off in the first half because they were just not contributing. I, I, I mean, apart from that, just look at the French guys were just um, look like they were like, uh, like 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 their part was not working. If you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure you're, you're, yeah, 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 um, gamer as well. It felt like their part was just mm-hmm. not working. Was not functioning appropriately. <laughs> maybe the maybe the run wasn't working appropriately. So you know you have to <laughs> press and press and you know something like that. It was just crazy. It was, it was amazing, amazing stuff, amazing stuff. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think um, in the first half, um, it was it was, it was like a no show for them. Mm, not, nothing was really happening for them. And then at that point, what was going through your mind about the Argentina and winning the World Cup? But in my own head, I think, oh yeah, done and dusted, really. really. Yeah, that's 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 it. it's same. I mean, I didn't imagine that. even though. We had seen that Argentina is a two-nil uh, lead before uh, against the uh, Dutch, but we had also seen them come back from that. And then instead of losing yeah. that two, another two-nil lead, they actually added a, a third goal against against mm. Croatia, right? So mm-hmm. were, I, I felt like it was just done and basically. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, as we speak, I'm still I'm remembering the, the scene, and it's just it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> Yeah, very much mind-blowing. That's football, and that's what we love football for. I, I thought, oh, this is, oh, it's an easy um, ride for uh, the Argentina. Finally, Messi can get his crown. Bro, it was not that straightforward. The second half was a different game entirely. And then it turned around, started, and then um, Mbappe was able to get two goals before um, <clears> the... <throat> The, the regulation time and then that was the beginning of a new story entirely and in the extra time now Argentina took the lead again at that point how are you thinking again? <sighs> Just to let you know I strongly believe that France would actually equalize that I mean that extra time still I, mean, I remember I was actually watching the match with my brother I said to him I, I still believe that France would score again in this game because it was just too, it was like the, like the gods were writing the story in real time, and I felt like it was just so much was still left. <laughs> and uh, well, at that point, I said, "Oh yes, again, Argentina have taken the victory, and now it's gonna be that's how it's gonna the match was gonna end." And how wrong I was, although I, I expected the French to um, put in a lot of certain situations to attack the Argentines, of course, but I was like, the Argentines should have been smart enough to be able to cover up their their goalposts and not to concede. Bro, it wasn't, it wasn't that way. And Papi had another idea, and then that young man got another goal. Just two 
for three minutes to PK shootout. Okay, now then the PK shootout, and I was thinking to myself, Argentines have not lost out to PK in this edition of the World Cup, so I think they have a glorious chance. And then <laughs> that's how it was eventually. To cut the long story short, the PK shootout went, and Emiliano Martinez was able to save two penalty kicks. And what do you say about Hugo Lloris' performance in that final, especially um, with the PK? Well, I'd love to separate this performance because, I mean, for the match itself, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, I know you considered some goals, but I mean, there's something good about the, the, the three goals, really. The penalty, um, the barriers goal, brilliant counter-attack, and then the, the third goal. So I wouldn't really, really say much about his performance being bad or something, but but the penalty shootout it was just uh, to me. I think it was just, it caused France that penalty shootout really because funnest I actually expected that you know at the time would win it because I knew that Miguel Martinez had shown over the last couple of years how great he is with penalty shootouts. I mean, he's been doing that right from before he left Arsenal to join Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. Continued that form and he had continued it to the two when Argentina won the Copa America. If you remember the the, the mm. big thing was Colombia or something in the semi-finals via penalties, and then they also set the penalty against I think uh, Neymar or something in the final as well, which they won mm. by a goal to nil. So yeah, showing that and again going to the World Cup, he showed that again against um uh what, what you call it and against the the, the the Dutch team. So I was already expecting that this guy would at least save at least two penalties here, but I was then mm-hmm. wanted to see if if Jairus would turn up. But I mean, I was, I, I, it was just poor. I mean, it was, it was just poor. I mean, of course, when it comes to penalties, it's not easy to 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 be good at as it for, for goalkeepers. But it it didn't give his, his team a chance at all. I mean, it was just already diving before the ball even gets before the ball is even kicked. You know, it wasn't intimidating. You could even see his body language. Like, I mean, he had, he had already reserved, he had already. No, accepted defeat, you know, stuff like that. So, and again, remember, <laughs> Glorious is, was Francis' captain. And if you're the captain and you don't even keep that kind of vibe in that, at that point, that, oh, guys, let's do this. It just felt like already it was down. Automatically, the other guys were down too. And the other person I think was, you know, still ready to go was Mbappe. To me, I think that guy should be, mm. by, after he started, might be their captain moving forward. Because he seems to have all of that, <laughs> all of that, you know, off at the end of the day. Yeah. Pushing the teammates. Exactly. exactly. Um, well, concerning Ugo, Ugo Loris, um, I think it's not a surprise if you if you watch that man closely, if, not even now, in all the um, with Tottenham, in even with the same France before now, he has never been good at penalties. He has I can't remember any particular time where he was a hero at a penalty shootout. Not even a penalty shootout, in-game penalty. He was he has never been that that goalkeeper that can save the team during penalty shootout. So really I was not surprised by the performance. It's just the normal Lugolois. But um, to be fair to him, during the um, regulation, in fact in the whole of the tournament, I think he gave a good account of himself as a very, very brilliant goalkeeper. But the penalty shootout he was part of the reason why the French lost. Although you can't take away the poor PK by the um 
those two guys who lost um, their, their penalty shootout. But most times, or even when players lose their PK, you know, their keepers are always there to their rescue to bail them out at some point or the other. But Loris uh, didn't offer that to his teammates. And it sums up the performance of the French. And that's partly why they lost that final to Argentina. Mm. Now, away from that, um, Eventually, uh, Messi has been has has won the World Cup. He's now a world champion, and the debates uh, all around is that there is no need to debate about the greatest of all time anymore. Messi has gotten the World Cup a trophy. He has never laid his hands, and it cements the debate. There is no need to debate whether it's Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi. What are your thoughts to this? I mean, you just hit uh, my thoughts. I mean, my thoughts are simple. There, there, there has not been need for debate for years, right? What people have been really <laughs> using as yardstick for maybe Ronaldo, or maybe you know, Maradona or Pele, or whatever, is either the World Cup or oh, Portugal won the Euros as well. Oh, this wow. that. But I mean, just look at. I mean, for me, Messi has, has been the greatest player. Since say about ten years ago, for say at least about six seven years ago, because when I say when for me when I say greatest player, I'm not looking at that many titles they won. Fine, that counts as from something, of course. I'm looking at when the eye test. I mean, you're looking at the way this guy plays. I don't. I've not seen a player whereby there's people have game plan for so much and they still destroy that game plan. Like literally, they they set blocks around him and all sort of mm. his brilliance is. I mean, even his peers, some of those, those super players as well would, would, would say there's no other person like Messi, right? Um, mm. For me, there's not been an argument, but this just kind of like caps it. But truth is this, mm. people will still be able to make the argument when they want to make the argument. It's as simple as that. You will still be able to say, oh. Yeah, yeah. Even with this. It's just what it is. Even if you had won the four, four World Cups, right? People will still make the argument everybody wants to make it. It's just normal, right? So, mm-hmm. no surprises. Mm. But for me, he has been the GOAT for quite a while. It's just clear. I mean, I didn't watch Pele play live, but I saw Maradona play, even though I was pretty young when he was still, you know, pretty much very good. But I saw him play. It was good, but there's just that extra bit that Messi just has. He just has this, mm. this extra brilliance that you wonder, mm. is this guy actually watching the, the game uh, unfold from above the pitch? Because the view you get when you're on, the, on, on football pitch is very, very, very narrow and very different from what the view you, the view you have when you're, when you're in the stands or when you're watching on TV. It feels like person is watching on TV. Mm-hmm. And so you've, you've seen that before things happen, you see them, you see the, the, uh, those things and then he's implementing his mind or his, his brain, uh, making his brain implement his thoughts ahead of when people can imagine what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's a, it's, a, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If you remember, Asanoenga already said even before now that Messi looks like a PlayStation. <laughs> if that's you the remember, best, that's the best. Yeah, that's that's if, the best. You, if you are good, if you play uh, uh, video games very often, either it is Xbox or soccer, you would the view you have of you know where your, your, your players are. It's not the view you have. I play some football, uh, some you know, grass football. For, for, for a bit, the view you get when you're at the pitch, football pitch is totally different entirely. Mm. Um, you, you are you, you are almost like a like a deer in front of an in front of an headlight because you know you can't people are rushing towards you. 
you can't you can't hear everybody there's so much noise around there's you know activities going on and you have to think quick on your feet now for you to have, have someone that can that can play as if it's actually watching from tv or playing or put, playing the game with it or with the pad it's unbelievable it is unbelievable yeah. trust me. very <laughs> much unbelievable. only know more about this you know, say we would only realize this when it's gone I mean, when he's gone from playing football, yeah. after like 10 years, you begin to realize, man, this guy was just unbelievably be- better than everybody else. <laughs> and, and the thing is, as a winger, had a lot of experience in football. He was seeing something magical before his eyes, and he couldn't help but say, no, this guy has to be a PlayStation. He can't be real. He can't be real, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Now, now, for me, on my personal opinion, to be honest with you, Wally, I don't think Messi needed to win the World Cup to, to, to make a claim or to prove to anyone that he is the greatest of all time. It's clear, if you love football, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're a passionate football fan and you love football, how can you not see Messi as the goat? I can't understand it. I really can't understand it. Now, Ronaldo is an absolutely great and wonderful player, but to be honest, Ronaldo is just a very good goal scorer, just like R9, just like um, Gerd Mulam, just like any other goal scorer that we know in the history of football. Um, there are many of them. There are many of them. Ronaldo is just another great one on in this generation. Ronaldo hardly offers anything more than goals. And I see no reason why he should be compared to Messi. Messi does everything. He does everything. He does everything. So, uh, really, when people compare Messi to Ronaldo, you know, it's, it's funny. And I, I can understand it. Why? Because, at least in this era, uh, in this generation, Ronaldo is a go-to guy for almost uh, amongst human bots. Messi is above, he's step above every other human. <laughs> so I understand it. Yes, I understand it. So, so you know, it's like comparing Jesus Christ to God. Sorry, I have to bring. Uh, I have to be doctrinal here. Yeah, yeah. Pardon me. It's just like comparing Jesus Christ to the Almighty God. That's how it, I think it is when people compare um, Ronaldo to Messi, because of course it's the closest thing to God. So you know, come on. Let's, 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 let's not kid you. Let's not kid you. <laughs> you can't but help and to say that how dare you say Ronaldo is a better footballer than Messi. No, come on. Yeah, but most times I got to understand that most of these people that say that they either, they either hate Barcelona, you know, or, uh, many, of course I understand when people hate Barcelona, especially Chelsea fans, uh, they feel Barcelona robbed them to win the Champions League at some point or the other. Um, Barcelona is UEFA Luna, UEFA team. You know, I can understand it. Why people hate Barcelona? So naturally, they wouldn't want anything connected to Messi to rise and shine. So yeah, if you pick Ronaldo as your goat, yeah, maybe for banter reasons and so on. But let, if we are really going to be realistic, let's let's not kid here. How can Messi not be the goat? Even experienced footballer, um, I think I saw was it was it um, Linka or some some something or Peter Crouch? I can't remember. He made the statement that okay, fine, there was no need for debate. Fine, I didn't watch Pele. I didn't watch. Um, he mentioned some great players, but the ones that I have seen in my own eyes, okay, I think it was Darren Bent. It was Darren Bent. The ones that I've seen in my own eyes. There is no other person that is better than Messi. 
you know, it's clear. But, uh, well, it's my personal opinion, and Wally has shared his personal opinion. Every single person out there has, is entitled to their own personal opinion. That's the beauty of the game. We have to crucify each other, and we do not have to agree on the same thing. But I think me and Wally are probably up on this. Messes are good. Wally, am I correct? <laughs> Um, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Mm, fantastic. So, um, I think now that he has won the World Cup, it further cements the status. It was never in doubt. It was never in doubt. It further cements it. Now, what are you going to tell me about Ronaldo? Just tell me what. Okay, Ronaldo won the Heroes with Portugal. Messi has won. He won the Finalissima. He won the. the uh, um, What's the name of their their cup? Their continental yeah. cup. Copa America. I won Copa America, and now he's won the World Cup. So what's and up? He's won the one <laughs> the Olympics. He's won the other twenty World Cup. He as won well. the Olympics. Yes, thank you. Um, yes. So, so if you were put, to put those numbers into consideration, of course. And mind you, if if you okay, if you want to talk about goals and assists, mind you, Ronaldo has played more goals, um, more matches than Messi. But Messi's goals plus assists career-wise, he has played fewer matches than Ronaldo and he has more goals and assists combined than Ronaldo. So what else are you talking about? Your greatest goal scorer is matching up with... Come on, let's not even kid you. <laughs> I think the matter, the, the matter is settled. So that's it. So um, the World Cup has ended and I, I think, um, in my opinion, I think this is the best World Cup I've seen. What, what do you think? It's not the best World Cup I've seen. It's the best World Cup ever. Either either I've seen or not seen. I don't care. Let me rephrase. It's the best football tournament ever. Anyway, as a matter of fact, let me rephrase once more. It's probably the best okay. sports sports event ever. Either it's Olympics, football, basketball. I don't care. This is the best sporting tournament ever. Sporting event that's ever been on TV or anywhere. I stand to be corrected. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I agree with you. It's been absolutely crazy. And you know, um, I think in one of the episodes where you weren't around, I made it clear that um, although even before the tournament, people um, raised the eyebrow that um, Qatar is going to host the World Cup and people felt ah, it's going to be trash. Um, they have some ridiculous rules and stuff like that. You know, I was skeptical too, like every other fan. And it turned out to be that Qatar hosted, they played their parts, let me, let me put it that way. Although they didn't directly contribute to the fairy tale and wonder tale of the teams that were participating. But I think they had their fair share of contribution to the um, tournament's success. What do you think, Wally? So, listen, um, this might sound a bit controversial, right? But it, it needs to be said. Um, I think it's high time we all as humans, people, uh, learn to accept pe- other people for you know who they are, right? Uh, not try to force. You might, you might be able, you might, you know, you be able to say, oh, you should do this, or do that, or this is actually But trying to force your your beliefs on others is, I think, is at this point in time in life. Wally, are you there with me? I've lost you, Wally. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, uh, you can great, go ahead. Great. Uh, great. So I was talking about the fact that, you know, 
it, it feels like um, the Western world t- tries to force others to do what they what they believe is right. Um, mm. There's no there's no there's no rules set in stone. Well, maybe the rules from Moses or something, but there's no rules set in stone that says, "Oh, this is a, this is exactly the right thing or this is the wrong thing." Right? We understand mm. that something that is you logical. You decide what is right for yourself. Sorry. I say you decide what is right for yourself. Exactly, and end of the day, you cannot, you should not try to force your own beliefs on others, right? Particularly when you are going to go to their country. Yes, I believe mm. that I think that that you know, like maybe human rights, like okay, people should be able to do things, something they want to do, and also, but you should not try to force your beliefs on others. Um, it, it to me, it's almost ironic. It's ironic, really, that the 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 tournament that everybody was. A bit scared about maybe how it will turn out, maybe it will just be drab, maybe it will just be nice because of the old controversies around what is surrounding the country, and all those sort of things. Turns out to be the best ever. <laughs> you, mm. you know what I'm trying to say? The best mm. ever that has hosted, and the old station has I've been able to successfully make it a, a massive spectacle from mm. the pitch, on the quality of the pitches to the stadium, um, to, 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 to the kind of stadium. Of kind of stadium being used, you know, of the kind of uh, atmosphere to the to the fun. I mean, all of us watching on TV from all over the world, I believe, felt like we are all, we are all actually there too. Mm. I could at least pick up to any, I think the only match I would say for probably you know was a little a little dull was the first match of the tournament, which was Ecuador Qatar. Mm. Every other match from that second match to the end was unbelievable. You remember the second match was at the Saudi Arabia. If I remember people. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, went a lot. I was like, oh, I remember people. Like, that was like, I was calling some outside goals, like two or three goals outside goals in like, like 15 minutes or thereabouts. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to sweep these people. And then I scored their first goal. Oh, clear. Let, 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 um, the beginning of a wallop or a, 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 a decimation. But mm. then suddenly Saudi Arabia changed everything. And, and from that moment to the end of the tournament, all parties were exciting, were discussion-worthy, and all of that. So, to me, that's, that must have been a sign that, you know, um, this has been a, a, a great World Cup. Even the, 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 the Western press, the British press, as much as they try to hide their uh, displeasure uh, with some of the things that happened there, it's been mm. very difficult. Because nobody will sit down there and say, oh, man... Uh, okay, um, this is that it's but I know that there are some my I mean, but then let's give it, let's give give up to Caesar who belongs to Caesar. I mean, give it to them, they, they, it, was a, it was a fantastic photo. That's, that's, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, um, in my opinion, the Western world, um, you know, you can't imagine a a Qatari go to say England and begin to um, tell the English what to do in their country, you know, it will look absurd. That's exactly what it is when these Western people go to Qatar and tell them that uh, why would you tell us not to drink alcohol and all of that. But uh, at the end of the day, I think um, they hosted a very fantastic and beautiful World Cup that we all um, enjoyed. So. Um, from this week, um, all the other um, league activities, as usual, resumes um, mm. from Thursday. 
on Thursday and there are um, going to be big matches and it's going to be business as usual. So one quick one before we go. Um, do you think the World Cup in any way would or could impact the fitness level of players and the tournaments? Or uh, I mean the ongoing season rather? Uh, uh, because in, uh, on my own, I think I think um, it's it should not because many of the teams must have um, already been knocked out. You know, it's not all teams that play to the end of the of the of the tournaments, which is the last day yesterday. Just a group of 22 players possibly must or maybe one out. You know, every other team, every other nation. Um, I've already been knocked out days before. Some from the group stage, they just spent two weeks in Qatar and they're off and back with training and stuff like that. So I, I do not think majority of football fans um, or, or football players will be impacted and, or their fitness level will be in, in danger or things like that. I do not think so. I do not think so. Then... Apart from that, um, even if this group of 22 players who made it to the last stage of the World Cup, the final, if they are to return to their respective clubs, that's why there's a squad, not just a group of 11 players. You can always rotate your team around and wait for Messi to come back after a one-week break or nine-and-a-half-week break, so stuff like that. And even on the regular season, it is assumed people still play football to this point, if I'm correct. So I, I don't think it should have much impact. That's my thoughts. Um, I don't know if you have. Uh, what are your thoughts to that, Wale? Um, so there are so many things to consider, right? Uh, I think, on the contrary, I think it might have some level of effect on uh, some of the players' fitness. Uh, number one, the intensity at which the game, at which the uh, international football is played, is different for different in different countries. What I mean by that is, okay, so for example, in England, we know the way the English game is played in the Premiership is a lot of intensity, right? In France, it's not mm. as much. I don't know the quality, of course. In Spain, it's more on the technical side and, and, and uh, you know, tactical side as well. In the World Cup, it was a mix of, of a lot of, you know, styles and all that. Now, that is one. Second thing, and very important thing, is also that um, it's, it, it's the winter period in, in Europe right now, right? But in, 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 in Qatar, it was one we- warm weather. Now, that definitely would play a factor. Definitely play a factor. Another thing to consider is the amount of games that, that, that these players played in terms of the World Cup. Every three days, or every sometimes four days. And so, uh-huh. um, coming straight on back again to kick on from where you stopped, uh, I, I, I just hope that it won't need to a lot of injuries. I hope. I hope. Um, I hope it doesn't lose a lot of injuries. I think that's that's probably the biggest fear I'll have for. But then again, like you said, it's a squad, not not not, a, not an eleven. That's why you, that's why it's called a squad, right? So and it's not going to affect just one one team. Maybe some team some team might be affected a little bit because of the amount of players they had in the World Cup. But then it will go around basically around those top teams. So, but I think they'll manage. I mean, uh, they signed up. For that, basically, they're getting paid tons of money for that. I expect them to be able to just manage one, one or the other. I mean, <laughs> you work uh, maybe morning to night, every day till Sunday sometimes, and you don't realize it. I mean, for us, our uh, you know career in that 
uh, called office uh, life. So, I mean, uh, the players even get, might be able to get days off for, from training sometimes. And, you know, but I think they'll cope. I just hope that doesn't turn out to be a worry or a big uh, problem across board. Mm. Well, um, I, I do not think so lead to injuries, you know. Usually, it's always like that. Um, I remember um, um, people that, the same way people thought the AFCON could be a reason why Africans will come back with injuries. And then they come back, they blend seamlessly with their teams. Um, I think um, there, there are instances even when in summer when they play the heroes, people say, ah, the heroes... And there's gonna be a lot of injuries, and then players resume normal. You had a year of injuries, you know. It's just uh, I think it's something traditional that people say, but not really happen in the actual sense. You know, it's 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 becoming more like a cliche. Let me put it that way. Uh, you know, the same way in football, they say in traditionally your pick is 28, and when you are past 28, you can't get you can't you, can, you can't pick again. Many players have defied that traditional thought. It's not it's not a cast in stone rule. You know, people just say it. You know, that's exactly what I think plays out here when people say um, um, because of a lot of matches, military injury. And in actual sense, you see these players will just get to their respective team and blend up well and it will be like they never went to the tournament. You know, that's why they have um, this... Um, their medical team, they can always make um, recommendations based on certain facts or certain diagnosis um, from a player's health. You know, they can always recommend, okay, it should go on a week break, it should go on two weeks break, and things like that. And sometimes when they have tested a player, okay, okay, they might pass him fit to play the matches. So I think we're not going to see a lot of injuries, you know, but we're going to hear a lot of. Um, such conversations which is normal I expect that but uh, whatever the case I'm very glad the normal season has resumed and we would get to see uh, other favourite football matches and it's very good to see the one that happens once in four years in the World Cup oh, fantastic uh, wait for another four years so um, normal um, season activities resumes and then other teams will go on break for the, the in January and December, like the Bundesliga. But as usual, the Premier League will not, so it may affect the season. So that's a wrap for today's show. Wally, thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate your presence as usual. Thank you so much for having me once again. Um, it's always a pleasure speaking with you and chatting about football with you as well. Uh, I look forward to you know, being on here soon again. All right, Wally. Great, man. Have a very pleasant day, bro. You too, man. Have a wonderful one. Over Au revoir uh, for now. Yeah, <laughs> bye. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. It's uh, another wonderful episode and... I have thoroughly enjoyed it and I want to believe you have thoroughly enjoyed it too. So if you have enjoyed this show today, please share this episode on your social media platforms with friends so that um, they can get the reaction and excitement so they can feel it. It's um, it's always a um, pleasure to have a chat with you guys on the Soul Football Show. I still remain your host, Steven. Um, if also, to get more 
football interesting football content i urge you to visit sofootball.com don't forget the so football show is a product of the sofootball.com uh, sofootball.com is the main um, business while the so football show is a product of it so do check out sofootball.com s o o f o o t behl.com you get exciting and interesting football content on sofootball.com also if you love predicting football matches you should check out ogpredict.com ogpredict.com is a massive project going on right now and uh, you uh, all you need to do is predict and um, their scores are located to your prediction and there are a lot of variations to it you could go to ogpredict.com and read about the project and see how you can be part of it it's a very massive project interestingly it's also connected with crypto so do check it out because money is involved and you can win impressive stuff like the playstation 5 and other exciting stuff so go check out ogpredict.com to um see uh how you can predict and i should i should i should also mention it's not a betting platform you are not uh you are not going to be required to bet there's no such thing as betting so it's just about predicting and winning it's just the fun of it it's just the fun of it but you also stand a chance to win exciting stuff on ogpredict.com so go check out ogpredict.com if you're a true football fan that loves to predict football matches also uh, if you like to um, feature on the so football show i urge you to visit sofootball.com forward slash podcast sofootball.com forward slash podcast and scroll down and then you see the um the uh, first the uh, the part where you can book your um book an appointment and we'll see if we can get you on the show so once again, I want to thank you all for listening. That's a wrap for today. I really, really enjoy my time with you guys. Um, for now, I'll say bye.